You're listening to Misunderstood Podcast, where we're setting the record straight on all things misunderstood. I'm your host, Kelly Hall, pageant runner-up, model, speaker, entrepreneur, pageant queen, and U.S. Navy lieutenant. I may have never won a Miss USA title, but I am the queen of being misunderstood. Welcome to the show, guys. Okay, so I like to start all of my social media masterclasses with a Q&A for my attendees. So Kelly, are you are you okay with answering some questions? I'm okay. I'm here yeah. and ready and willing. Ask me some questions. Awesome. Awesome. And for the people listening, I also want want you to answer the questions on your personal level just to kind of get a better understanding of where you're at because we all have different goals in terms of social media. Keep that in mind. So, Goal setting is extremely important. The first question, what are your goals with social media? Just broad overview. What are your goals? Okay. So I will speak as me because I think that my listeners are also wanting to achieve the same goals. I want to make sure that I'm accurately representing myself and I'm able to inspire, but somehow potentially monetize that into a brand. So kind of like building a business. So I'm trying to accurately represent myself as well as stand out, hopefully turning that into a business, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Okay. Definitely makes sense. I don't know if I overcomplicated (laughs) that question. Sorry. No, no. You can make it into whatever you think your goals would be that align with social media. So the next next question I'm going to ask is, this one's typically fairly easy, but what platforms are you mainly interested in capitalizing on? Everyone tells me I need to be using other platforms, but I pretty much only use Instagram at this point, besides podcasting, but Instagram is probably the only one. You have? Do you have TikTok? No, I'm not allowed to. Because oh. maybe, yeah. Oh my gosh, I... I feel like Navy, they would be able to make so, so many cool videos on TikTok. I know. I haven't really gotten into the TikTok trend. I tried. It's just, it's just really, it's difficult. (laughs) Yeah, it looks difficult. And I have a very addictive personality. So I am nervous about like going into the TikTok world and then never leaving. And I just get sucked in (laughs) for hours because I heard that that happens. So pretty much only Instagram. Instagram is a lot of work already. So I stayed at Instagram. Right. Luckily for you, Instagram has Instagram Reels. So you're kind of doing the TikTok thing, but not really. Exactly. <laughs> that part has been nice. Okay. So this one's probably going to answer answer itself, but where have you seen a positive interaction on social media? Definitely anytime I post like something more inspiring, like that's the target if I am telling a story and I share something I've overcome, I get a really positive interaction. So it's never really when I'm just like, oh, out having brunch or here's a cute photo of me in an outfit. It's typically always the storytelling piece because that's most relatable. I probably get the most engagement and also positive interactions then. Staying authentic to yourself and then also seeing what drives people to your page is really important about growth. And, and again, just 
we'll, we'll touch on that a little later on, but just being authentic is going to, at the end of the day, bring in more people on your page. Next question. Where do you see your personal brand expanding on social media? And really think about this one. It's difficult because I see it expanding as I continue to grow. Like I can see my brand evolving as I evolve and that's changing every year. So last year, you know, my brand was more like pageant and Navy, pageant, 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 because I was still competing. And then now it's shifting more into just like empowerment as a whole and doing Sports Illustrated's one search. And then now I'm also getting married. So I want to tap into like the bridal market. Someday I'll have a kid and I'll tap into the mommy market. It's like, I see it expanding based on my life. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. That's perfect. Okay. Yeah. That'll kind of lead into the next question. Without thinking about what posts do well, think about what you enjoy posting about. What do you enjoy? Because I've seen all of your social. You're you're an incredible, you know, if I'm teaching it, you could probably be teaching it as well. You're really, really good at branding yourself. Thanks, Ashley. So, <laughs> you're the best. <laughs> you <are> too. <laughs> Thank you. So just think about what what do you love writing about? Like when you're going and writing those really in-depth depth captions, what what's like sparking you? It's kind of weird because I am the most sparked, if that's a verb or adjective, <laughs> whenever I'm like literally in the shower <laughs> because I feel like I my mind is just running. Like it's the first time all day I've had a chance to relax and I'm thinking and something's on my mind. So for example, if it's fitness related, I'm thinking about my fitness journey. And then I'm thinking, how can other people grow from my journey? And that always spins into something I can teach them that they probably don't know. So I know I haven't had a traditional journey. I also know I haven't had the most difficult journey, but it's my journey and it's different from everyone else's. And I have an opportunity to teach someone something. So it kind of, I always like backpedal when I find myself like, oh, I think I could, you know, how, how did I get into fitness or how did I get into pageantry or why am I feeling so inspired to do swim search? And then I take a couple steps back and I'm like, okay, what can I teach others so that they feel inspired to do something similar to that? Those end up being the best posts and I think get the highest engagement for me because I'm always, I'm sharing a story and I'm sharing a journey, but I'm also teaching them how they can do it too or how they can change their outlook on that. I love that. I love that. That's, I think having a really clear picture of your why is crucial to being successful on social because the algorithm is just a hot mess. Nobody's actually going to know. No one knows the algorithm. No one knows really what's going to do it. What is the secret sauce? So just staying true to yourself and focusing on your why will drive in new followers, new engagement, um, and it'll create life lifetime bonds. And I mean, that's how you and I got connected, not only through Body by Craig, but like I followed your entire journey and social media has really personalized you and your platform, what you stand for. Thank you. I I think that's why I follow other people, to be honest. Like there are people and it's no offense to other women or influencers or anything like that, but I'll follow people all the time because I think they have cool content. I'm like, oh, that's a cute picture. Oh, she's so fashionable. But I notice over time myself 
unfollowing certain people, not to be spiteful or hateful, but just because I'm, it doesn't really evoke an emotion from me anymore. And that's kind of why I show up to that platform every day is because I want to be inspired or I want to be taught something or I truly want to feel like I'm, I'm following your life. And even though you and I have only met in person for like 10 seconds, you know, I feel like ever since I've been following you, which was about two years ago when Craig told me to start following you. He was like, I have this really kick butt Miss Virginia, prior Miss Virginia USA on social media. And he was like, here's her Instagram. So I started following you before we ever knew each other's names really. But here I am now, like, I, I'm like, oh, she's engaged. She has a golden doodle. She has all this. Yeah. She drinks swim search. Like right. you've really executed that storytelling. And I think a lot of people are missing that. You know, they, they're losing that connection with their audience because we're not really learning anything from them. We're not really gaining much by following them or we aren't able to follow their story. Yeah. And we're, we're going to touch on that because that's like the number one thing that I will teach in my masterclass is when people say you need to be authentic on social media, that means telling your story. And, and it can be scary, but that's how you drive sales. That's how you entice people to buy what you're selling. And you can't, you don't even have to be selling something. You're, you're selling yourself by being on social media. If your goal is to be a bigger brand or just branding yourself to win a title, or you just want to be a fitness guru and, and have people look up to you for some, some particular reason, then it's all about telling your story sharing your life experiences, good, bad, ugly, and like enticing people to your brand. Because say I, I make soap, how many other people make soap that are in the world? How you can, you can Google best soaps. There's going to be a list that's listed on like people magazine, people, I mean, people website, you know, and if I'm following someone that's just super incredible on social media and they're selling soap that they make, I'm like, wow, I love her. I'm going to buy her soap, you know, yeah, like totally. you really sell yourself and your brand. <laughs> All right. So the next question, sorry, I go on these tangents and I just get lost in them. So I love it. No, it's great. Try to bring me back in. <laughs> next question. And very last question. What are your expectations for yourself. This can be anything related to social media, not related to social media. And in 2021, your expectation for yourself might be very different than what you expected going into 2020. I and I have spoken about this on my podcast before, but I think it applies to both life and to social media is just always being intentional always, whether it's about the decisions you're making every single day and the people that you're bringing into your circle, or it's how you're spending your time, be intentional about it because those decisions are adding up to a lifestyle and a mindset. And then on social media, the more intentional I became with my content, the more specific my brand got and the better I started doing with my audience. Because if I wasn't, like, I, I was just, like, very over all over the map four years ago. Really, even three years ago. Actually, it's probably not true. Two years ago, I feel like I was, like, all over the map. And I would post, you know, pictures of me going out with the girls. Or I would post, you know, a little workout. Or I'd post work. Or I'd post a Navy post. Or I'd post pageant. Or I'd post skincare. And it was just, like, very whatever kind of floated my boat that day. But, you know, trying to make it big on Instagram. Like, just share everything. 
And then it really wasn't until a year ago when I was competing for Miss California, again, pageantry always helps with the branding. I knew going into the competition, I needed to be very intentional about what was on social media. I knew how important that was. And so I just really narrowed in what I was posting, what my pictures looked like, what my feed was, what my captions were, like what did I want to deliver about Kelly Hall? And since literally in a year, I've gained like 12,000 followers and it was all about being intentional. So I'd say have good intentions. <laughs> Always have good intentions. Try to make a difference and like do something positive, but be very intentional. And I, I want to do that on both social media and in my real life. I really love that. And again, that just goes with the authenticity and staying true to yourself and and showing other people how intentional you are and why your why again, why you're doing something. So I mentioned this, we were like chatting before we started recording that my favorite brand strategist, she's like a marketing professional brand strategist, photographer, mom, all of the above. She's incredible. Look her up. Her name's Jenna Kutcher. If you want just tips and tricks. Writes down Jenna Kutcher. Okay. (laughs) Okay. She also has a podcast that I am religiously listening to. And she said this in one of her podcasts, and it really resonated with me. It was something that I felt also a lot of people would resonate with. So there are three types of people on social media. And maybe, maybe you can relate to one of them. But I think I think you're probably a brand boss, which is the ultimate the ultimate goal on social media. That's someone who is driven, they're focused, they know what their their goal is, what what they're trying to capitalize on. And um, they know who they want their following to be. And just particularly who they're trying to highlight with everything they're posting. But there's three other people. Okay, so that's not one of the three. No. That's just, okay. No, no. Brand boss is like, there's a pyramid. And there's three below brand boss. Brand boss is right here at the top. Oh my God. And you said I was a brand boss. Thanks. Okay. I'm drawing on my period, my period, my pyramid. And I'm putting brand boss at the top. Deet, deet. Okay. So that's <laughs> what we want to be. We want to be the brand boss. Got it. Yes. At the top of the pyramid. So the next, the one who falls under brand boss, which it sounds kind of like you might've been a few years before you kind of solidified what what motivated you and what your niche was, is popular Paula. You might have secured a few clients or brand deals. And you might just have like an overwhelming amount of, I don't know. You just don't know what your direction is, what your initiative is, but you're posting about skincare, you're posting about the Navy, you're, you're doing all of it. But then you're also posting about some crazy other things that someone reached out to you about posting. So you just don't have a, a true direction. That falls right under brand boss because again, no initiative. There's no real drive. You don't know exactly what pillars you're trying to stick with and who you're following, who you want your following to be. Okay, so the next one is Dabbling Debbie. Okay, for Dabbling Debbies out there. Gotcha. Right? You don't even know what social media is. You're just Dabbling Debbie. You're trying to figure it out. You've like looked into the influencer realm and you've you've also like tried to do the fitness realm. You just, again, you have no direction. You're just kind of dabbling in social media in general, but there's no real like motivation to be on social media. 
And then the very last one is lost Lisa. You're just, you just don't really know. You're just kind of like posting pictures of your shoes and you know, <laughs> like, like you're just following family members, which is totally cool. Like I'm, I'm into lost Lisa as well. I, I, my mom is a lost Lisa. I love, I love Beth. <laughs> right. Are lost Lisa's like, are they trying to get big on social media or are they just kind of like there? Right. They're just there. And like most, most lost Lisa's are, are totally cool with being a lost Lisa. The dabbling Debbie's, I see a lot of those, a lot. I feel like that's probably the biggest group on social media because they haven't, first of all, they haven't taken your master class, So they don't really know <laughs> what a brand is. And I feel like branding is not a scary word and it's also not a dirty word. Like I hear the word brand and I'll see memes now and people are like, oh, it's very on brand. And I'm like, being a brand isn't negative. Like you're not a sorority. That's not what we're trying to say. We're not trying to say you're not taking seriously. It's just like you said, you found your niche and that's it. So until you find that niche, which sometimes doesn't happen until for me, it wasn't literally until I competed in California, but you just dabble and you're kind of like, all right, like, am I doing reels? Like, am I not doing reels? Am I doing how to's? Like, you know, I don't know. Am I posting about my kids? Am I posting about my hair? I don't know. But really you have to, I feel like you have to kind of dabble for a second until you like find your mission. And then you're like set. 100% agree. And there's a very like vague line between what's dabbling and what's a brand boss because brand boss also promote a wide array of things. We're not, we're multidimensional. We have lots of different facets to us and we want to showcase the fact that we love different things. But if I, if I don't go to karate all the time, why am I going to go post that I'm, you know, going to karate lessons every two weeks or whatever? If I, if I, it's just like no motivation to do those things. Or if my friend's dragging me to something that I don't even want to go to an opera, it's not something that I'm going to religiously post about. Yeah, I mean, you can incorporate those things, just like take the post in a different direction. Like, I'm so thankful for my friendship and, and her letting me step out of my different boundaries. I think it's all about the messaging. And again, just like the authenticity, because you don't you don't have to like, love everything, you just need to direct the messaging towards like the your authentic self. Yeah, I, I feel like now social media and I I think I got this from Austin and he's going to kill me when I share this with the world but he made a joke one time about he's like because he has like four followers just kidding Austin I know you have more than that my fiance has one picture and it's of me and him (laughs) and it's like I'm super sweet I I appreciate the effort (laughs) yeah I mean like I I actually you know what I actually kind of prefer it you know we both know I'm the one that's posting on social media but his engagement is insane like he has 300 followers, but he gets like 300 likes. And I was like, what the heck? Like sometimes I only get 300 likes and I have 17 times more than you. And his joke was, that's because I'm like the president, Kelly. When I speak, people listen. And I was (laughs) like, I literally hate you. Please go away. But he, he honestly like had a point after that. I was thinking like, Social media kind of is like that. Like you need to show up with a message. You know, don't just like, you know, kind of say something like you're in the back of a library during a reading. Like, oh, by the way, I I like this. Okay, that's cool. Bye. Like show up and be like, oh, 
This is my post for today. Friends, I'm going to teach you this. I'm going to deliver this. And when you have a message and you're delivering it, like you're delivering it to an audience, which by the way, have an audience on social media. I think it totally trained, it trained your brain differently. As soon as I realized I had an audience I was actually delivering a message to, my social media changed for the better because I realized like everybody wants to show up to your page to hear what you have to say. Maybe sometimes it's because they, they want to see the way you look, but I feel like for me and for most of my content, it's because they want to hear what I have to say, like what I'm, what message am I delivering that day? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And like you mentioned earlier, I'm not drawn to the pages permanently. I'm not following them consistently. The ones that I just think are beautiful. Like I want to know what they're about. I want to know their pregnancy struggles or how it was for them going through their marriage. Or I just want to know about them rather than just seeing the pretty face on social media because there's so many beautiful people. It's really about being beautiful on the inside and and just sharing a relatable story. Like what you were just saying about there's different things that you'll showcase on your social. That's a huge point of the class. And I actually learned this through my pageant training. I feel like I credit a lot of my social media management skills and just social media branding to to pageantry prep because you're you're like focusing in on what you want to portray to this panel of judges, you're given two minutes to do an interview, right? So when you walk into an interview, even if it's a business interview, you want to know, you you want to know exactly what five things you want to get across to those judges, right? Like you have a list of things that are important to you that you want them to know that that you are super passionate about. And they can't be, they can't be fake because you can tell when someone's being authentic versus when they're being fake. So for example, for me, when I walked into my Miss Virginia USA interview, I showed up, keep in mind, this was 2018. So I feel like I'm in a very different place, 23 at the time. I know it's like two years can be so different. Yeah, completely. (laughs) I was a Virginia Tech graduate at the time. I thought I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. That was my whole angle. So Virginia Tech sports broadcaster was a Washington Redskins cheerleading ambassador. Wow. So that kind of was falling in line with my branding of being a sports broadcaster, right? And then there were just there were other things that I I like sprinkled in there. Like I I love volunteering with the Boys and Girls Club. In particular, I worked with the Southwest Virginia Boys and Girls Club. And I would like sprinkle in different different experiences that I have had or things that I was passionate and why. And that just pulled in my background of my mom having me at a young age and like just different struggles that I've faced. So with those five things, I think I only mentioned four, but I don't even remember what the fifth one was. It's been so long, but those five things I made sure within two minutes of that interview, I was going to force it in their face. And that's kind of what social media is. Like at the end of the day, you want to direct your initiative towards five things, five central things. If, if you have less than five, that's totally fine. And really drive, drive it towards your audience and cycle it. That's one thing that Jenna Kutcher talked about in her most recent podcast. And I'm like, I've been telling people this for forever. Like we need to be setting up our goals. And that's the, that's the thing that dabbling Debbie 
doesn't understand. She doesn't understand that we're not like straying from these things too often. Maybe if you're like a fashion blogger or whatever it is, like you can go outside of your realm of fashion blogging and incorporate maybe like ties or whatever for your man. But it's it's really just like making sure that it, it again leads back into that avenue of one of the five pillars. So for you, right? Like what's your five pillars? For I know for for me in your five, one one of the five can be salesy because again, you're not you're not using social media as a sales pitch. You're really trying to brand yourself so that people again are coming to you to buy your soap, not going to whatever other soap dove. They're not going to buy just dove, right? Uh, so you want Kelly soap. Right, exactly. Clean you up, people, with my soap. <laughs> I love it. Right. It's so like one, only one out of those five can be the salesy part of your branding. So for me, I've thought about this and I think that it's multifaceted again, but my first one is health and beauty and health and beauty can also integrate body positivity. And like I do hair and makeup on the sides. That's my beauty. There's just like a lot of things that can also hit that point. The fact that I was Miss Virginia USA and all of the things that have stemmed from that experience, education and business, which is huge for me. And that also falls falls into um, the Miss Virginia USA because I earned that full ride scholarship to get my master's. It's awesome from being Miss Virginia USA. And then my fourth, family and Nina plus wedding planning, which would also kind of flow into that avenue. And then my fifth is that social media management. I'm going to educate people on social media management in particular, but I also I might sell people on it as well. Like that's where my bread and butter is. I'm going to like pull in clients through teaching them about my masterclass and why I'm so passionate about it. But I'm going to make sure that I also incorporate those other four so that I'm, I'm not being too salesy. Quick little break as I take a sip from my Clean Simple Eats protein shake. Absolutely delicious. Clean Simple Eats offers a variety of products that are wholesome, nutritional, and offer whatever your body needs, perfect balance of carbs, proteins, and fats. They have meal plans, proteins, collagen, supplements, clean, simple treats, butters, journals, everything you can need and more. And I am obsessed with their protein. Absolutely obsessed. Best I've ever had. I love their mint chocolate chip, peanut butter, brownie fudge. I mean, any flavor you get is absolutely incredible. Check out Clean Simple Eats in my show notes. Use code Kelly Hall at checkout for 15% off. That's Kelly Hall, K-E-L-L i.e. haul for 15% off. Thanks, guys. Go fuel your body with what it needs and enjoy clean, simple eats. I would say like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think two of the most impactful things for people to right away see what your brand is, is what's described in your bio. And then the, I think, I can't remember what the statistic was. It was like your nine grid. It's either your nine grid or your six grid. And when I heard about the nine grid, which for those of you who don't know, that's like the basically the last nine photos you've posted on your Instagram because it's the first thing people see. I didn't really think about it until I also heard that on a podcast and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like that's like walking into the room and it's the first thing you see, you know, like you open up someone's page at the very first thing you see. 
So in your nine grid, it should really explain those five things, which you're talking about right now. And so I try to be really aware of that. And I've noticed that shift in my engagement and how it's grown because in that nine grid, I will always include a photo of me in uniform with whatever message I attach to it because that's part of me being a Navy lieutenant. I will always include right now something with a swim search because that is kind of how I am extending my empowerment and um, the messaging that I'm trying to send because it's not Miss California anymore. It's doing swim search. So that, and then I'd say it's always something about confidence, whether it's a a photo of me in uniform, but more realistically, it's going to be something else, a photo of me in normal clothes or whatever it is, but it's going to have a message of confidence there about something. And then it's going to include Austin because that's the other biggest part of my life. So whether it's specifically about Austin or it's about wedding planning, pretty much now it's exclusively wedding planning and planning since we just got engaged. But I want people to show up, see that nine grid and immediately know, all right, we got a Navy Lieutenant. She's here to empower, showing confidence through doing XYZ activities. She's teaching us something and she's engaged and like we're following that journey. Oh, and she has a podcast. (laughs) So that's kind of, I guess, the salesy part you were mentioning. Like I, you know, I don't want to, I have a separate account for that. So I don't want it to be entirely all about my podcast, but I do, you know, mention it. I'll post about it. I share that in my stories. So I want to be the the podcasting Navy Lieutenant who's engaged in doing some sort of like empowerment or confidence building. (laughs) That's what I'm going for. Right. Like we're multifaceted. And I think that that is huge. Like we mentioned earlier, but social media is very different from everyone. What they think is correct is very different for everyone. So you know, you mentioned earlier that you your bio is huge. So you can include your business pages in your bio, like push push them to that that avenue. So if they get to know you a little more, they're like, oh, wow, maybe I do want to sign up for the Navy. She's kind of cool. Like, maybe I could do that too. So the bio is a huge thing. Not only is your your feed something you need to think about, but there's so many other things you need to be conscious about. And and I know like talking about it, it can be kind of stressful because you're like, oh my gosh, they're killing it. I, I, I don't know how I measure up, but we're also thinking the same thing. Like I look at Kelly's feed and I'm like, holy cow, she's really crushing it. She's like on here every single day. She's showing up for her audience and, and I should be doing this better. And comparison is the, the, the thief of happiness. A hundred percent. Especially because the apples and oranges, like, you know, your story is different than my story and your journey is different than my journey. And what you have the ability to do is different than what I have the ability to do. And the changes based on every person. And I think, like you said, comparison can be really tough because I look at, just as an example, I look at other SI swim search hopefuls right now, because that's what you and I are both kind of striving for. and It's been going on forever. (laughs) But I see some of them posting every day. And I'm like, whoa, that is a lot. But then I see some of them posting three times a week and their content is fire. Like they're posting only three times a week. I say only with air quotes, but I see that and like how well it's doing and how impactful it is. And then I'm like, okay, 
I can do that. I can manage that. Like, I'm not trying to compare, but I think that's a good goal to set. Like, I can't do it every day. I can't always show up with the most empowering message every day. I'm not Oprah, but I could do it a couple times a week. And so far, that's been sufficient for me. Like, in the last seven months or so, especially since Swim Search has been going on, I've been trying to, you know, do an empowerment post once a week that's authentic you know, that's really like covering something I'm going through or, or something about me. And that is enough. That is enough to deliver to my audience. So yeah, there are people out there posting every single day and their content is fire and that's amazing. But I can't do that because my content would not be as good if I did that every day. It's just not possible for me. I completely agree. I completely agree. And I love that you say that. What... Are people doing right in their bios and what are people doing wrong in your opinion? Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is kind of like, I feel like, you know, I was talking to Craig about this and again, Craig is a 50 plus year old man. So social media is like not his thing. No, not at all. This is body by Craig guys, by the way. (laughs) Ashley's a body by Craig's sister. (laughs) I love Craig to death. I do help him. Like I post once a week as like testimonials. I help him with his testimonials. So, and then sometimes he'll just text me be like, Hey, can you post about this? I'm like, sure. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> He's done so much for me. So I, I kind of feel obligated. He's like my dad, but, but yeah, he was like, Ashley, what seems simple to you and what seems like just a no brainer slash kindergarten steps to you is something so high of a level for some people like him, for example, he's like, I have no clue. I don't even know how to post to Instagram. So anything you say is going to be knowledge. I want to keep that in mind while we're talking about everything. But I think that a common mistake people make is that again, they're not really explaining what they do, who they are, and why people should follow them. Yes. Wait, say that one more time because that was powerful stuff. I don't even know what I just said. You said (laughs) what they do, who they are, and why people should follow them. Was that the three? Okay, I think that's, yeah. And I feel like that just, podcast is over. That's all you need to know. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's, I feel like if I'm popping onto a page and it says, I'm a dog person, that's good. But what else? Like, I'm a dog person too. I also have a golden doodle named Nina. I can I could link my Nina's account. I, I don't have that linked. But or if someone just says, I do government sales. Like, okay, cool. Like, let's, let's dive a bit deeper into what you do. I, I know some people say like, I'm not that interesting. That's, that's like a common thing that people are like saying about their presence on social media. And it's like, yeah, you are. Like you, you have something to offer someone and you're very relatable to a certain person. So really capitalize on, on it and think about who it is that you're trying to draw in and entice. So someone who's doing a great bio, I, and I'm going to have to go back to you because you really got it down. Like, thanks, Ashley. This is not planned, guys. I promise. Yeah, I feel like I did a full like social media audit on you before I started <laughs> podcast. I'm like, you, you know what's going on. You also do listen to a lot of 
branding and social media strategy podcast as well, right? Because you like sent me a few and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. Like I'm going to start listening. I forget the one you sent, but I was like, oh my gosh, people map. You remember? Oh yeah. Okay. That was a while ago. That was like a year ago. I forgot about that. I feel like you know what's going on. Your bio is on point. Like you have you have the fact that those five pillars that we talked about, you've incorporated those five pillars in your bio, which is crucial. So if you head over to mine, you'll see where I live, which depending on where you're located, because if you're just located in the random small town, maybe maybe that's not relatable for a lot of people if there's only 2000 people living in that city. But if you're in like DC, New York City, or Chicago, whatever it is, like a big city, maybe put that in your bio so that if someone's interested in collaborating, or for example, I'm a social media manager, uh, if they want to work with me as a social media manager, they're going to know that I'm from DC and that I'll be close in proximity, things like that. So that's funny you mentioned that because on my Navy account, I have in there Los Angeles because that is a vital part of my job there on social media. Like letting people know I'm only doing Los Angeles. If you're interested in recruiting, I'm your point of contact, blah, 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 blah. For my personal one, and I've thought about this a lot, like I'm in LA, but it's kind of irrelevant on my my personal page. Like when I lived in Columbus, Ohio, I actually had Columbus, Ohio on there because my network was Columbus, Ohio. Most of my followers were Columbus, Ohio. I was partnering with brands in Columbus, Ohio. Like everything was about Ohio and I was modeling for brands in Ohio. So I put in there Columbus, but now that I'm in LA, I don't connect with brands here, primarily because of COVID and my audience isn't in LA. So that's why I don't have it in that because, you know, there's only so many characters in your bio. And I was like, it's not, it'd be different if I was like a LA blogger. You know what I mean? Like if I had an LA blogger and I have LA people following me and LA people are looking for things to do and places to go and skincare places, like I would be an LA blogger, but I, my audience isn't just in LA now. Um, So that is something I feel like, like you said, you have your network in DC, just like I had my network in Ohio. But if you're in a place where your network isn't really there in the city that you're in, you don't necessarily have to include it. I agree. And again, like we talked about, it's so customizable. Everything changes for different people. So just analyze what you think would be best for yourself. And um, that's a that's a huge thing I do in my master classes is I'll help people with their branding and making sure that their five pillars are met. And then also how to portray those five pillars in their bio and in their highlights. And that brings me to the next question. How do you approach the highlight topic? Like, what do you do in your highlights daily? Do you show up every day? Do you like, do you try to post certain things during the week? Like, what's your strategy with highlights? And do you think it's important? I do think it's important. Uh, Highlights for me are difficult. I feel like I'm less strategized because I want to show my like every day as well because a large part of my audience is still friends and family and they're just curious about what's happening every day or I'll do close friends for just like casual things. But I feel like a lot of my highlights are are more generated now on what I'm getting asked about. 
So, you know, when people are asking about my fitness routine, that's why I start posting about fitness more. People are asking about what I'm eating, then I'm posting about my diet more. People want to see wedding planning. So I'll post that in my story. Like, to be honest, like we live in a COVID environment. I'm not really doing something fun every day. So when I'm not doing anything interesting, I try to stick to what my audience is asking more about because clearly they want to see that or they want to know it. You really don't know unless you kind of assess. I I spoke about this before on my um, personal podcast about branding, but your DMs really tell you a lot. And if you're kind of keeping track of what people are asking for, that will drive your highlights. At least that's what it's done for me. Because I thought I needed to post like every cute outfit, but I realized I don't want to be a fashion blogger. And I got tired of linking every single outfit I was wearing. Right, right. I really don't post my like cute outfit of the day. Like, yeah, I feel cute and I'm happy. I like look cute. But I get more questions about like what I'm eating and what I'm doing and my next episode and that sort of thing. And so that's what I kind of keep in my highlights. Yeah. And that's who's following you. Like you're, since you're not a fashion blogger, those people aren't following you constantly trying to see what outfit you're wearing. For me, I love seeing like your exercise, fitness related posts, but also that question of how often should you be posting? A lot of people are like, I don't, I can't keep up with the stories. Like it's just so difficult to have to post 24 seven. And my suggestion is that you should at least have something on your story all the time. And it doesn't have to be important. It doesn't have to be exciting. I work Monday through Friday remotely. And I, I was telling you, you're like, hey, are you ready? I'm sending over the Zoom link. And I was like, oh, goodness. I haven't washed my hair since Saturday. Same, same. <laughs> I don't think I washed my hair since Friday. I'm not kidding. Oh, well. <laughs> you look wonderful. You look great. Thank you. It's in braids right now. So that's the trick of the trade. There you go. Right. Okay. So that's the trick. If you want to show up on Instagram highlights, braid your hair. Yep. You look trendy and cute. Right. Thankfully, I have a dog. So I can kind of reflect my <laughs> highlight to just posting about my dog. But yeah, that's my suggestion. Always have something on your highlight. And also, it's really difficult for me. I know I, I should practice what I preach, but I'm more connected people who are actually showing their face on their highlight, talking about things, making a connection. But the other day I hopped on, I was in Orlando doing hair and makeup at an event. And I hopped on just to like do a poll on if people liked Shake Shack or In-N-Out. It doesn't have to be a really hard hitting question. It doesn't have to be super sentimental. You can just hop on your highlight and show people that you're a human being. You're not a fake account or a bot. I think that highlights are are a huge, crucial part of growth as well. Because for me, at least, if I, if I see someone with a really aesthetically pleasing account, I want to see if they have a bunch of highlights that are making them personable and bringing a face to the name. Yeah. And something I've tried to do too with my highlights is if it makes sense for my brand. I will save a ton on there. I have a lot of highlights and it's like LA food and LA things to do and LA whatever. But then, like I said, I'm like, I'm not an LA blogger. So no one's coming on my Instagram looking for LA things to do. They're coming because they're interested in confidence, tips, empowerment, my podcasts, healthy choices, workouts, whatever it is. So that's kind of what I try to like post more of. So I totally agree with you. I try to post once a day and minimum. And I typically do. Right. And you just said you have like a highlight for LA food. 
while that's, that might not be your niche, I feel like you can be a quote unquote dabbling Debbie in your highlights. Like that is your time to personalize everything about you. Whereas the in-feed posts are a little bit more driven towards a goal and your five pillars. I completely agree. So Ashley, as we wrap up here, I know we've covered a lot, but... (laughs) Have we? (laughs) What would you kind of say is most misunderstood about really branding your social media? I feel like the most misunderstood fact just about social media in general is that it breeds a lot of unauthenticity. But in reality, it is an incredible tool and an incredible opportunity for a lot of people. It's a great resource for people to meet new, inspiring influences in their lives. It's brought me to know you. It has encouraged me to get active and join the SI swim search, same as you. And it's truly, social media is how I pay my bills. I I do social media management full-time because that's something I love. And it doesn't have to be unauthentic. You can go on social media with a purpose and really drive in that purpose and, and be intentional in all of your actions, like we talked about earlier. And I'm going to add to that about a very misunderstood thing. <laughs> social media isn't just about being famous. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that And specifically about me, because I have a social media account for the Navy, which I used to recruit. And they'll be like, oh, you're you're just the famous lieutenant. Like you're trying to become famous. Like your whole goal is to be famous. And nope, that wasn't why I started my Instagram. Like I literally started it because I was a recruiter and it was a great tool to recruit and it continues to be and i that's what i train for people in the navy is to how to use social media to find future sailors i had no idea it would take off i had no idea it would gain a following i don't make any money from it it's more of a chore than is a blessing because i have to sift through all my messages and you know post content and it's not even my job anymore but it's not always just about fame. I think a lot of people forget there there really is a community of people looking to make a difference, looking to share a passion and make money. There's a business in it. There is a complete business. Whether you have 5,000 followers or 50,000 followers, you can still build a business from social media. So it's not just about being famous or, you know, having lots of followers. So your ego blows up. Like it really can just be about making a difference and making sure your voice is over Amen. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is, so I talked about my pillars and I mentioned that health and beauty and then also family, Anita, are included in my pillars. And for those of you that don't know, my dad had acute lymphoblastic leukemia uh, and I donated my bone marrow and he is living now cancer-free because of this donation. And I think that one reason or one really inspiring, I guess, really impactful moment on social media for me was when I posted about the experience being extremely clear on everything that had happened was someone reached out and they were, they sent me this huge paragraph and I was like, I am so thankful that you are raising attention to 
this cause. And like my sister had this and she passed away. But if it weren't for the bone marrow transplant donation from be the match that she had, she wouldn't have had those extra years um, that she was given, you know? So yes, I do monetize my social media and yes, it can be very profitable, but there's, there should be another reason to doing it. And before that, there was another reason of why I did social media. It's not to become famous. And everyone and their brother has, you know, 10K followers or 20K followers these days. It's just about what you do with your community and the message that you're sharing with other people. It's not about being famous. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, you are making a difference one post at a time. And I think our followers will too. I hope that they really listen to, this is a very honest conversation about social media. Like it's, I feel like it can be very taboo and people can think these words about social are dirty words and you're used a lot and blah, blah, blah. But you can use it. This is a tool you have in your toolbox to make a difference, which is essentially what we're here to do. So. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) We really focused on Instagram conversation, but just know that every platform has their place and there's a reason to use each platform. So if you're interested and you want to talk more, even without coming to my masterclass, I would love to see you and talk with you and follow you on my social media and my social by Ashley account, which is my social media management driven account. And then if you're if you're inclined and you want to learn more about social media with more of a, a driven plot and topic, I'd love to to have our listeners join for a masterclass. Yes. So how can everyone find you? I know you mentioned social by Ashley. That's your social media account, but what's your personal account? And also you have a podcast too. So go ahead and give that a shout out. Oh my gosh. Okay. So my personal account, if you want to see all things (laughs) golden doodle and just my life in general, my five pillars that I kind of discussed, then you can head over to Ashley Amanda, A-S-H-W-E-E, Amanda, don't even get me started on how I named that. That was, I was in high school (laughs) Um, and it just has not changed because once you've set your Instagram handle, I'm like, I can't change it. (laughs) But the podcast, it's Miss Miss Independence. We haven't recorded in a while. Jenny and I both are getting married and we've been super busy, but we'd love to have you over there as well and, and listen in on our podcast. (laughs) I will include all of the links so everyone can follow you and ask you questions. Thank you so much for your time and sharing all your expertise. I think that we set the record straight on social media here today. So I'm pretty excited about it. Thanks, Ashley. Right. And if you have any other questions, ask us. Yes. (laughs) Ask Ashley. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Misunderstood Podcast. I love hearing from you guys. And I want you to take a screenshot of this episode, tag at misunderstood.podcast on Instagram and share a takeaway from today's episode. Something you loved, something you wanted more of, whatever it is, it helps me learn what you guys want to hear. Please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify. 
I want to give a special shout out to my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. If you're looking to launch a podcast or if you already have one, you can get unlimited podcast editing by visiting usehatch.fm. That's usehatch.fm. Thanks so much, guys. Until next week, this is your misunderstood Kelly Hall.